All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's happening, Nast? What's up, Rigorelia? Besides the fact that you're probably well rested since you took another game off, but we can talk Dude, about that later. Uh, still I, recovering from the Warriors game. I know. Can't do back to backs at this age, man. Are you kidding me? You, your age? Wow. Dude. You're same age as me, are you? Well, yeah, I guess that's true. So, <laughs> anyway, what a weekend, man. And uh, we got the. We're fortunate enough to get invited to play uh, the Warriors, the Flyers Warriors. Yeah, um, appreciate that. We appreciate it so much. Love those guys, man. They actually, <clears throat> all tiers, played one, two, and three. And uh, we were the last game. We got to play in the center, which was really cool. And I think a lot of mental things went into us feeling tired. Either the rinks double the size, but even all the guys on our team were like, I'm dead. I'm not, I was gas, man. I was gas. I, I know you took too many shots. I'm coming on after you, and you're taking short shifts. 
Fuck. High intensity shifts, Nast, and then you gotta you gotta you gotta drain the tank and get off the ice. And <laughs> get back out there. You You're know? just not used to that much ice time. No, I'm definitely not. Up and down the <laughs> up and down the ice. That's a lot, man. Twice uh, and I'm done. That's it. All, all the boys were saying that, but um, anyway, it was it was so much fun uh, to get to do that. And those guys are awesome. Um, we were fortunate enough to win the game. Yeah. Um, but I guess we're we're gonna be having a rematch. Rematch. Uh, Coach Brad Marsh and, and the boys said rematch right away. So let's do it. They're going to be, they're going to be hungry. They're coming oh, yeah. after us because they have the big tournament coming up yeah. uh, in November. So just to, just to have some extra games, but uh, we got to thank a lot of people, mainly the warriors, obviously yep. um, Jacqueline, our marketing young lady, red, we call her. She's amazing. She did a lot of uh, cool things for us. Uh, Vincent Jets, Mike Oti, uh Toby, with your little Toby backhand, backhand saucer, oh, a couple boy. of those, eh? a couple oh, apples of sauce. Yeah, passes. you had a couple. I had zero points. Tenner, shut me down. Gosh, Were you dash? I thought I had one. I I was not dash. I was not a dash. No, no. no but uh, I thought I had a, a screaming empty net. And I shot it, and Tenner slid his uh, stick over, made a heck of a save. No, I remember that. Yeah. Um, Good and uh, also Alpha Brew. Yep. Um, Caitlin from Blade Shades uh, coming over and, and, and hanging out. Flyers Nation, of course. Yep. Um, and uh, got to thank the baller, Travis Ballenhoff. And uh, Chris Mayer as well took some uh, photos and was covering the game. So hopefully we didn't forget anybody, all, all of our teammates for, for coming. And, and um, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Yep. Nothing quite like being around the rink. Especially That's in the true. bright lights and oh, yeah. around the Warrior Boys. That was fun. Those guys are great. Was a good man. time. That Devin, he ducked you. He ducked. He's, he, he's he lining ducked. up on the other side of the faceoff. I, I saw him. He was supposed to be with you, and then he slashes my Toby, my stick. Oh, and you I, can't you can't mess with the Toby. Well, that's, I was waiting for fight. you to do something about it. I didn't I see sure, it. No I next sure game. Said, well, you were over there with the oxygen on. Well. I was gassed, but even though we were up with six one or six two at the time, I looked over in their bench and said, "This this would be the time that you try and do something." You thought Dev was coming. I mean, thought Dev was coming, but I thought I thought Mains was coming after you. Oh, he was he was chirping at the end there, but oh, I'll, I'll bark, no bite. We know I'll bark, no bite. That's right. But uh, seriously, we had a great time. We appreciate those guys so much. They're they're true warriors. Yeah, no doubt. They really are. They're they're just awesome, awesome guys, man. So much fun. Yeah. Till next time on that one. That's looking right. Forward, look forward to that. And then uh, just prepping the ice, right? I mean, big game tonight, yep. big preseason game. Yep. First one of the year. So we were just uh, chewing up the ice a little bit to, to harden it for the big boys. And yeah. And they're getting after it tonight. So well, it'll be interesting to see how that rocks and rolls. Exactly. Hopefully they're moving a little bit quicker than we were. Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. I think they will be. Probably higher execution, um, I would think. A little bit, a little bit. but it's probably won't nice see you probably want to see backhand sauce pass with Toby, though. <laughs> not, yet. No, not yet, not yet. We're, no. we're gonna get it there, though. We're gonna get to Toby sticks, and they'll be there soon. They're that good. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting, uh, interesting to see tonight. Uh, preseason game, and I'm Jack, just hawks back because I'm a nerd and I watch it. Yeah, what it is, I'll watch every game that's on, but um. Be exciting to see that. I don't, I'm not sure what the lineup was. I don't even know if they put it out there. I don't. It's not like preseason. Well, I know the teams have to give each other 
uh, the lineup. I'm so sure they put it out there, but I mean, yeah, you have to have a certain amount of veterans in yeah. the lineup. So, um, be inter- interesting to see who who does play. Yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's the start of it's the start of the the season. You know, we're finally out of the yep. camp and into the preseason, and next thing you know, we'll be in the regular season. So, good That's time, true. good time of the time of the year, and good time of the season. So, all right, and let's listen into our buddy Mike Canubel. Two and number nine. Number nine. That's a few hilarious. games. Yeah, I, know. I remember that. I remember, I remember that. that. I just felt it was weird. Like God, can you give him number nine? Yeah, crazy. Right, I think twenty-two, the big twenty-two. Yep. All right, listen up. Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote, and I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are so lucky and happy to have one of our good buddies, number twenty-two, formerly of the Flyers and a few other teams. And we're just going to say Flyers, Mister Mike Knubel. What's up, noobs? How are you guys today? You said number 22, but then I came in for that little... Number nine, I know. We talked about that. That's right. (laughs) Right. I'm going with 22. You are that for way more games. My better year, my most productive years. Yes, that's right, man. (laughs) Uh, You had 114 goals wearing number 22. I know that. All right. Well, I tell you, I should... I'm mad. I should have had 115 or 16. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How you doing, brother? I'm great, buddy. We're just... uh, living life out here in, uh, in West Michigan and Grand Rapids and kind of getting ramped up for another, uh, hockey season and, and kind of, uh, happy to have all the fans back and everybody going. I work uh, a little bit with the Griffins, the grand, the pro team here in Grand Rapids, much like the Phantoms, same level as the Phantoms, but for the Detroit Red Wings. So been kind of doing that. And it's, I think we're all excited to get, uh, that going and, and training camp going again and get things, uh, like every other NHL person and fan is, uh, looking forward to get things going again yeah Yeah, i hear you man the flyers have their first uh preseason game tonight so there's already a buzz you know since camp started because it's finally like you said it's almost back to normal not probably where we exactly want it but basically back to normal so um you you're you're pretty busy man i know you got an empty household which makes me feel really old uh just from knowing the kids when you played here and and i i you're getting old bro (laughs) <laughs> like you're getting old, getting old. but uh Empty tell us what's it. going on with the kids man no i just uh yeah i don't saw you touched on it yeah so i got kids like uh and they used to run around the room and you know coats you were yep. playing with us and we were all playing together and you know and uh, you guys are always so good to them and you're running around and these, these kids they're little babies right and you know you can think of a number of guys you've had on your on your broadcast or your podcast here like uh heather the little rugrats running around and now they're off, they're off in college and then some are playing hockey in college and higher levels, crazy. some are turning pro. It's, it's pretty amazing to see. So yeah, my oldest cam already, he's a 20, just turned 21, man. We had a 21 year old party at our, basically a frat party in our backyard. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Oh my God, good thing. You only turned did 21 you, once. You didn't but, get yeah, it. Right? You didn't turn yeah, it to yeah, take the tank, did you? <laughs> the tank came out. <laughs> I was like, I was like working it. So I had to be kind of on the, I had to be kind of <laughs> a little bit but, you were responsible so you had to be a responsible yeah. one yeah yeah, yeah. It's together but yeah, he's a 20 year old playing at western michigan and enjoying life there my daughter is a, a 19 year old at michigan state being in sorority and enjoying life there and those guys are getting their college things all back to normal it's a little more work for them in the classroom now but they get the extra you know those football saturdays and mm. buzz on campus which is great and then my young guy cole who's 17 is off in Fargo, North Dakota, playing in the USHL. So wow. all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden the kids are all over the country and it's, uh, I guess that's life and the way it goes. And yeah, I'm still in my forties too. Nasty. Yeah. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh way <laughs> to rub it in. Jeez, man. But yeah, he's still in his thirties. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I got a seven year old just turned seven buzzing around. So I got, you know, I got a few years. Hopefully yeah. I make it. Yeah. Hey, you just try to get them to eight and then you're going to get to eight. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep him alive. I think, I think he, he's aging me for sure. Yeah, this little guy, more than my up. daughters. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Noobs, I was going to ask you, how active are you with the Griffins, and, and what is your, your your job exactly? Yeah, I know. It kind of started like way back. Like uh, you know, I finished with uh, Philly in 2013, that short season, and then kind of get back to Michigan. You're like, all right, what am I going to do? There's so much to do, and then you're like, oh, what am I going to do here? You know. But, <laughs> But no, like even before that, like the lead up to come to Philly, my plan was to play in Grand Rapids, you know, and then uh, uh, and, and just kind of play as a 40 year old. I want to get that last little time. And then Scotty Hartnell broke his foot, I think, early in the season. And Homer called me. Uh, I signed with the Griffins on Monday, played on Wednesday. Wednesday night, Homer was calling. So that's kind of and then a, Thursday I was on a or Friday morning. I was on a flight out to Philly to join the team, which was, which that's was right. Great. Kind of ever since that, and then Jeff Blasho is the head coach of the Red Wings now, is coaching Grand Rapids, and kind of let me skate during that lockout period, and then kind of phased me in and said, "Hey, if you want to come and hang out and and kind of sit in the office and learn, and you know, we'll put you on the bench and all that stuff." I was like, "Okay." So kind of doing that in combination with my, uh, I kind of chose a path instead of really going full time into hockey, like going part time, and and the Red Wings wanted were were great about working with me and let me do that, and the coaches at Grand Rapids, and I kind of chose a path to coach my sons and be around. Yeah, we will take them to Detroit and Chicago and all over the place. So um, it's been a nice little like uh, synergy. So I just kind of kept doing it and, and always with that thing, like I like my flexibility so that I could take the boys uh, trips and that. And so yeah. um, just like a third assistant, part-time assistant come in, just, we have so much fun in there. It's just like, it's just like getting the guys together, you know, and when, yeah. when it's hockey time and it's practice time, it's serious, but the rest of the time is, is uh, a lot of fun and i mean the coaches work really hard and coach you know you've been in there you know but you got to have fun when you're grinding out and if it's miserable (laughs) and you got miserable people around you it's no good so it's uh it's been great kind of you know you push pucks the team goes out of town somebody's left behind injured you know they used to be on their own and here i am i can stay behind and uh uh, and help them out and and whatever they need warm up goalies you know it's kind of whatever needs whatever needs to get done you know and i always pick I pick a good. I pick one trip a year. I go out to you know when they go to San Diego. I'll go on that. <laughs> there yeah, you go. You're right. on that you one, pick right? the right ones. <laughs> I can. Oh, I can see yeah. noobs the way he yeah. shot the puck too. He's probably just bar Mexico everything on these goalies trying to warm. You're killing their confidence, noobs. The way yeah, shoot the yeah, puck. yeah. But it's they're, they're good, man. These kids are good. Like it's, yeah. it's hard. My more of my more of my pucks tend to hit the logo now. You know instead of. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, he ain't as good as he once was, right? Like, <laughs> said, right? I, I stopped noobs all day today. How good was this guy? Oh, no, that's that's well, awesome. You know what's cool about that, uh, noobs, is like getting it. You still get that time around the rink with the guys. Like, it's so much, it's so important that you're able to do this with your, with your boys because I'm doing it now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can't imagine now that I've been able to do this. I do miss the game, obviously being around, but that's what I really miss more than anything now. And I obviously never played. I was just a, you know, pigeon equipment guy, but that that's what I miss the most sitting around having the coffees and my guys coming into the office, shooting the shit. You get to still do that, man. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's part of it, you know, and it's, it's just being around the game and it's good to stay relevant. If I do want to do a little bit more, I've had uh, my foot in the door and I'm 
up on like the terminology and how the game's played and stuff like that and players and that. But uh, to your point, Nasty, like, you know, just it's the rhythm of the of the team and, you know, the, uh, sitting in the rink and like say having a coffee and, and, and seeing uh, and just being around the team day to day. You know, we get these kids are pretty young and some are some are, uh, you know, on their way up. They're the first and second rounders. They're on their way up. And then there's some that are vets who have played in Grand Rapids a long time and extending their careers. And some are trying to find a way. They're never, you know, it's their first chance to try and stick in the league and they're trying to find their way. So you see a little bit of everything and you just try to do your best to relate to them and, and, uh, and have fun with them. And, you know, like show them it's, you know, there's a lot of work in being a pro, but, you know, it, it has to be fun for you too. You have to enjoy what you're doing and, and, uh, you know, even though we're getting old, we're still really a young group at heart, you know, and, and right. in the room, and you got to keep that stuff lively and, and have yeah. some fun. And, the truth. Yeah, we've been lucky. We've won a lot. We won championship, but it's, yeah, you know, that's right. it's, that's it's, right. uh, it's a lot of work and it's fun, but it's, uh, it's great. It's like three miles from the house. Gets me out wow. of the house. Oh God. That's perfect. perfect setup. It is. It's really nice. You know, I'm downtown in 15 minutes and, and it, it's, it's good. So and they treat the guys really good, man. It's the minors, but uh, coach, I don't know. You know, High Valley, I'm sure, you know, they spent some, some money, but they treat these guys pretty good. And uh, they, it's it's way different than American League. They, <laughs> it used to be. played, man. And it's, uh, you know, Riley, when you came up and oh yeah, you know, just the way the teams are constructed now, just that whole league is different, man. It's uh, used to be a little bit of a jungle down there. And now it's uh, it, it's like uh, it's like real hot, much more real hockey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lehigh Valley was a, a, certainly a lot different than we were up in uh, Adirondack there and even back when I played. But, uh, yeah, I would say, like, Lehigh Valley is probably similar to you guys there, a little more of a luxury AHL team, yeah. uh, if, if yeah. you will. But, uh, yeah, Adirondack wasn't quite, uh, qu- wasn't quite the same when I was there coaching and probably not when back when you played there. Oh, that's where I played too. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So I know, but, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking well, about. that town, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You still get into the rink early there, banging out the crosswords there? Your coffee no, and crosswords? You know what? I got lazy about that, but then. Too much work? Like, if we go on the road and do them, but yeah, no, no, to answer your question, I know, right? That was just part of your routine. You make me sound even older than coach. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the glasses. Slippers, was... Get my slippers <laughs> on and do the crossword, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what? To be, yeah, it's funny you say that, coach. Like, I haven't. Uh, I haven't probably touched wood in years i mean maybe okay. that, that time i got a plane i'm like oh, okay here we go you know the back of that magazine now they get rid of the magazine the back. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it but that's funny you said that but yeah you're making me sound i, yeah, I, I remember you were early birds there at the rink and you always had your crossword your coffee and yeah 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 got to work oh, creature of habits right we're yeah exactly right. yeah talk about uh how different the the, the coaching of the game has evolved into versus kind of when you come in, you, you played for some old school coaches. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Almost yeah, before I, they I, even I started bringing video into the game and, and, yeah, like and really Scotty coaching Bowman. you. Scotty yeah. Bowman like, I started with Scotty Bowman, you know, and then um, uh, moved on to uh, New York. It was John Muckler. I mean, these are all guys that moved into Boston. It was like Pat Burns. And right. And, you know, and Robbie Fatorik and, and so it was kind of that old, yeah, there was some really interesting names in there. And so, um, yeah, it's, you know, there's just so much at their fingertips now, as far as the video is so easy to get around. And like you talked about coats, like the work they had to do and pop in a VHS tape and edit that up. And it's just kind of painful. And they didn't have all this video at your fingertips, which would can be good. and can be bad. It's sometimes yeah. to not have so much video. Um, but 
but yeah, I know coming, coming with coaches. I mean, I think they're, you know, they're a little bit, they were gruffer. It was kind of my way is a high, my way or the highway type thing a little bit, you know? Um, um, but you know, the coaching has evolved so much where you're much more almost like, like just more of a guider. It's not like you're crappy or, you know, you're not like, you're, you're not like over top of guys and it's like, you know, trying to, trying to, Fear them into authority figure yeah. on them all the time, you know. Now, you know, and you can see it's uh, there's a lot more guiding and guidance, and you got to be wary of like, like, um, you know, in tune to feelings and kind of how guys are doing and why they were players these days want to know why they come up with video. And obviously, they're on Instagram all the time, they see highlights, they're so video, there's so much video in their lives, they're, they're so ready to see it and used to seeing it, and so, um. You know, it's it, it's great because you know when you play coach, and I'm sure you like you're you're thinking about twelve things on the ice, and then uh, the coaches are off the ice, they can see what you're doing, and you're like, well, why did you do this? You're like, I oh, man, I I was thinking about ten other things. I don't even know why I did that, but you know, or why were you over here? I'm like, I don't know, man. I just ended up over here. Yeah, right. Just you know, I, I, I'm thinking about eight other things. Like, where am I? You know, and and so. Um, you know, it's good to go back with those guys because sometimes they don't realize what they're doing and, and, and it's good. It's, it, and it's a teaching thing, and especially at the American, American League level. You know, you're, you're trying to – in Detroit too, like they've had so many draft picks, so you're trying to see how many guys that you can push up to the top of the, top of the uh, ladder and, and so that the Red Wings, the big club, can pick who they need out of there and, and who's really going to grab a spot up there. So um, it's certainly challenging in that respect. But – yeah, you've got to have great relationships with guys. They have to be able to trust you these days. And, yeah. and, and, and there's times where you have to speak frankly to them and, 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 and lay it, you know, kind of tell them how it is. And other times you just keep reinforcing your ideas and you've got to pat them on the back and send them out the door. And that's part of the job at that younger level is it's not always about winning and losing. It's about, you know, trying to advance the player, make sure that he's a better player than he was in September in December. And then that player in December the player in April has got to be better than the guy in December. And, and so you're just trying to keep pushing them up and, and, and do that. And so uh, it's a tough ladder and it's a weeding out process. Everybody knows that, but uh, it is what it is, but it's uh, you've got to be a lot more give and take too. You have a lot more conversations about things. Yeah. Right. The communication yeah. level yeah. is so much yeah. higher. Yeah. Yeah. And they expect that these days. And, and then yeah. right, all the games involved. You see it NFL sidelines, you see it everywhere, man. There's a lot yeah. of back and forth and players have a say in things and, they're the ones playing, right? You know, yeah, so they, exactly. they, but they say, well, you know, I saw this and that's, all, you know, just keep trying to reinforce and clean it all up and try and create the best team you can while making them better individuals, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, noobs. That, that's a great point too. And, and I, ha- I have to look at all the coaches you did play for who, who was the, uh, I don't want to say meanest, but, but like, who was the hardest? Like that you're like, Holy cow. Like, this guy, if I piss him off, I'm done. Like I'm sitting or, or was loudest or anything like that. Yeah, you, yeah. you played for uh, some really good coaches. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the old guys. I forgot about Hitch in there in Philly. Yeah. Too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah, I was trying to think of the, the coaches there, but you know, I thought, I thought coming in, I think the one you're probably most scared of. So I got traded from New York to Boston, right. It was at the end of the year and I got traded for Robbie DeMaio and, and Kim in there. And so you come into Boston, it's Pat Burns, right. And you see yeah. all his ears in Toronto and you know, he's this old cop. And he's kind of, uh, you're like walking in, you're kind of looking around, you're kind of getting a general feel. You're looking at the younger guys, you know, the guys that your peers, you know, kind of they have a young group at that time. They're kind of getting picked apart. Like Ray Bork just got traded to Colorado for Brian Ralston. And so Boston's in this big, Joe Thornton's like a second year guy. Like it's just this big turnover in there. And, and you're looking around and, and you feel like this, he's just going to be this rough guy. And I thought he was for, for a young group who was out of the playoffs. I thought he was awesome. He, he was hilarious. He was, 
very like just going, you know, you know, just chirping guys left and right. Sean Bates was a guy that he was all over all the time. Bates <laughs> would give it back. It was just, it was good stuff for being at the end of the year, you know. And then, so they let Pat Burns go. The next following year, I think we were zero and eight, or I don't know, one and two and six or something, and eight games in, and they 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 uh, they uh, let Pat go, and then brought in Mike Keenan. So it was just like you know, right. one huge, huge personality <laughs> to another. And Mike Keenan comes in, and you're like, oh boy, here we go, you know. So um, you know, it was like uh, just coming in and. Uh, the testing and, and the VO2 testing and the, the you know, just the, 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 just trying to get, trying to, trying to get guys going and get them wound up any way you could. And yeah, you know, we had a bunch of, we had some real tough guys on that team and they were fighting. I mean, I think we fought probably 10 games a row in the first five seconds of the game. It was just <laughs> yeah, guys going like, it had me like stared out of my mind, you know, and I'm going to fight fight and here we are trying to like, trying to grab guys and stuff. And it's just, it's, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, he had guys going, you know, and it was, yeah. it was really interesting. You know, I, so. my, my dad worked under Keenan, you know, when he oh, was in Philadelphia, yeah. Yeah, right, and, right. Uh, I know a lot of the guys still keep in touch with the, the older guys that, that played in that time. And, they don't have a whole lot of nice things to say most of the time, but even I remember being a kid, I thought Mike was great. And, now looking back, I tell the players I actually hated him, you know, because of the <laughs> shit that was going on. And I, and I would overhear my dad, like, like say you're in my room talking to me. If I have my kid, you know, they're, they're hearing what we're saying, but I just remember a lot of things that the players were saying and this and that, you know, they would just give it to the guy, but he was, he got them going, man. He took that one team, you know, there was, we played golf yesterday with a, um, our buddy, Justin, and he's trying to get this documentary out. And it's about that young team um, and how Keenan, I mean, they, they I don't want to say they're a bunch of nobodies, but they kind of were at the time. I mean, looking back, but uh, our buddy, Donnie Del Negro, he had a, he had some tough times. With, with Uncle with Mikey. Yeah. yeah, I know. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I, he told me a couple of the stories and I said, my dad told me the same thing. I mean, I said, I've, I've heard this, but I was, I called him uncle Mikey. I loved him. He was so nice to me. Like, so I'm like, Oh, uncle Mike, blah, blah, blah. And the guys are kind of looking at me and then looking at my dad. Going, what the <laughs> fuck is he saying? Like, yeah. you know, no one even wanted to talk to him. Uh, yeah. I remember the late, the late, um, Ilka Sinisalo, he was like the one guy that would stand up to Keenan and I just wouldn't take anything and chirp him back. So, I don't know if I ever said this on, on the air, Riles, but we've been talking, but uh, one of the funniest things ever my dad was telling me and, and me and Ilka and my dad used to play golf a lot uh, in the summers because he, he, he lived, he would stay here in the summer. And he says uh, he benched Ilka for something. And so Ilka's just sitting there. Nothing really bothered him. You know, he was pretty even kill guy and games tied late in the third. And, and he hasn't played Ilka for like 15 minutes. Right. So he's just cold. He's just sitting there and, and so he grabs a hold, you know, he was one of those guys grabbing the players. He's like, you think you could score a goal, said a sallow. And Elka goes pretty hard from here, Mike, you know, and the whole bitch is like, you know, like, and he goes, go get the fuck out there. Then, you know, like, but anyway, I've heard a lot of stories. So I, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not talking bad about uh, Mike at all. But it's just funny. The stories you hear um, from trainers and players. Yeah, there was, you know, and as a young player, there you hear like some of those pushbacks and nobody was safe, right? It wasn't, it didn't matter if you were a medical or equipment guy or whatever, you were, you know, you never know when it when it came. And you hear those 
stories of pushback, you know, and, and yeah. you can, you know, and it's, you know, I was a young guy, it wasn't, it wasn't my place, but you know, there were other guys, you know, like Brett Hall and, you know, I mean, there were guys that were like, you know, they love to go back and forth with him. And, and, <laughs> and then, you know, it was, it never, you know, and, and I just wasn't in a spot in hindsight to be like, that's what you have to do. You know, right. that would be what you have to do, but you know, you know, he would do, you know, like he would do some fun. I mean, you know, you hear that story about Alexi Kovalev when, they were in New York and Kobe took, started taking a long shift. Maybe he's approaching a minute, minute and a half from get off. And Mike told him to stay out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, you know, that's just great too. There's some funny <laughs> stuff like that. He ends up out there for the last for five minutes straight. Oh, no, no, you're staying. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, just go, just go. You know? So, I mean, stuff like that. And it's, it's been so long. I mean, it's been almost like 20 years. I mean, you're talking yeah. 2001. It's like, yeah, right. You know, some of that stuff. I remember, I swear he had fans just blowing in the room, you know, fans to move air around the room between periods. I swear they were there just so he could kick them to make a point and all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, any water cooler, any water cooler, you know, was going to get turned over at some point. You're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. But, um, you know, it was, you know, again, you're trying, try and learn from these guys and you try and figure out how to, to make yourself better. And I think if you learn something from them, it's like, Hey, I got to be really on edge when I play and I have to be ready to go and I can't, move slowly in the games and see how the game's going to go before I decide to play. It's like, I got to be going right from the start. And especially as a young player, you knew like if I wasn't on my toes and I didn't try and get two or three hits into my first three, three shifts, like I wasn't going to play much that day. So, right. you know, I guess you learn that a little bit too, but you was definitely like a, my way of the highway scare guys into like, I'll send you back to the farm type. Thing. Yeah. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That, I heard a lot of that. Yeah. yeah so, which is fine. And that's coaching back then. But it, again, that doesn't, it, it won't go very far anymore. You might get tears out of guys these these days. Oh, yeah. you, you, you try <coughs> you point, try yeah. that. Yeah, to your point. So yeah, yeah, a little different, little different animal. Guys are a little overly sensitive these days. You gotta have a little more <laughs> approachable method to, to talk to these guys. Yeah, right. A little oven mitts. You know, I'm out there and yeah. make them feel better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know I dealt with a lot of that stuff when I was coaching the, in Lehigh there. Because the guys are so entitled that they feel like they've been drafted, they're in the minor league system that they, or they, that they they deserve a spot with the big club, right? And yeah, they have a hard time understanding that. But you know, long gone are the days of like fearing guys into playing. You know, you mentioned earlier, it's all about teaching and communication. Now, I don't think you ever see that strategy ever working again in, in any sport, let alone hockey. But uh, oh, there's too much. The purpose. assets are too important now, and the money's too much. You know, investments right. that they make in players and importance of getting these young guys up quicker is is extremely important so you've got to figure out how you can get to them and push them up the ladder as fast as you like boost them up from underneath not just like grab them by the scruff and try and drag them up you gotta really gotta <laughs> yeah right get somewhere and they're ready when they get there yeah they, 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 they hopefully can stay for a while you know but uh, it's yeah so it has changed and probably always for the better you know so yeah. you always wonder what guys would have certain guys would have done better you know guys who cross paths with like the way the game's played now, or the way it's coached, a guy, you know, a kid that just got buried because it was in one organization, but the coach just just kept a thumb over him. And you know, if guys would have done better under certain coaches and not, you know, I don't know. There's always uh, guys who had to uh, could handle that heat, and other guys that really couldn't respond to it. So you want yeah, to see right. careers were really affected by it. I don't really think I was able to kind of get through that either, you know. Anyway, but uh, uh, certainly emotionally, mentally, it takes a ta- it takes a toll on you as a player. And then, and you got to think uh, a number of guys just couldn't get through it and then yeah. out a bad road or whatever. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, you played for Torts for a few games, did you not? With the Rangers, he was uh, assistant there. He was assistant. Doc Tortorella was an assistant there. Okay, you know? all right. So yeah, yeah. Torts was 
I thought he ended up being great. Now he coached when I was in Adirondack, he coached Buffalo's team, Rochester, and we yeah. were in the same division. That's right. And Torts was, you know, he's kind of a hard-nosed guy, and we were in his division. I don't think he thought much of me as a player, you know, playing against him, you know, against his teams were uh, pretty good. And I don't know if he thought much of uh, me, uh, number 28 in Adirondack there or whatever I was. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it took a while, and I think in New York, and probably by, like, January, I ended up I, I considered him pretty good, like, like mentor guy, you know, a little bit, like a good, good personality and good friend. And we found some common ground. And then even for kind of went away, but even for a year or two after, you know, pass in the hallway or something, say hi to him. I think he moved on to Tampa. Did he move on to Tampa? He was yeah, Tampa that's right. for a while and kind of cross paths, just say hello, chat for a second. And it kind of went away over the years, but ended up making peace with him a little bit. And uh, I think we found a uh, good respect, you know, as uh, uh, certainly his, uh, you know, we respect him as a coach and I think he respected me as a player. And, uh, and so it was a nice little thing because it was, I don't know if it was there that much, but we found it in New York. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I win guys over, man. I'm like a warp, man. I yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> You're an honest man. Well, we, the reason I asked about Torts is we had a few guys on that played for Torts, and you know I think most outsiders looking in when they see you know, they hear Torts's name, they think that you know probably a Keenan Keenan esque type of stuff, right? But we've heard nothing but like great things about Torts actually, like you know as a good human and. You know, like a, like a legitimate uh, teacher, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Outside of his antics on the bench, which I think the, the media obviously hypes up for, for good reason. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, Keenan, I know he went to St. Lawrence. I don't know if he had, like, an education background or something along those lines, but for sure, Torts did. Um, I think Torts wasn't scared to give you tough love, which you always felt like he loved. You know, I think the guys who played for him felt like he, you know, he cared and, you know, he's just trying to make you better and stuff like that. So I, I, he wasn't, you know kind of gruff about it a little bit, but, but not like, not like crazy about it, you know, like you could kind of see that, ah, he loves me anyway, you know, like yeah. that yeah. type of thing. I think that's what his players responded to. So I remember, I think, uh, no five, he was like, we we're in the worlds there. And Ricky DiPietro was one of our goalies there. And we were like in Austria or something, warming up, kind of loosen up, hanging around the bench. And I think Ricky just signed his 15 year deal and was a pretty good player at that point, you know, like he didn't, he didn't get started dinged up by injuries and kind of dragged him down a little bit. But, uh, you know, Torts was very, he knew if he, he kind of knew where he stood with him too. Like, you know, and so this is a, you know, a collection of USA guys. Like, so you're not going to like, like get mad at guys in this two week window. Like you're, we're all kind of in the kumbaya, like well, we're all working together here. You yeah. Team and, you know, Ricky's, you know, Ricky had a really big mouth and he would talk a lot and talk a lot of stuff. He's feeling good. He got that big deal. And, and uh, we're loosening up by the bench and, you know, you know, Torrance is coming over. Ricky's like feeling good. He's like, ah, Torrance, you know, like, hey, what do you say? You know, like, uh, get me off the island. And I don't know where he is there. He's, I don't know where he was. I don't know if he's yeah. at club. Get me off the island. Hey, man, I'll come to you, Torrance. And Torrance literally just as dry as he comes, he goes, not a fucking chance. Like, <laughs> 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 we're all just howling, you know. It's just like, that is so Torrance. Like, just is- like one beat, waited two beats. It's like, not a fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, you know, just stuff like that. We're all oh howling. My God. And even Ricky didn't feel bad about it. He's like, you know, I'm not even, you know yeah. yeah. He's going to say, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's so, that sounds just like it. Oh, so, yeah. Awesome. So it's like just stuff like that. But you knew, like, his passion for the for the game. And even if you see it in the world, it's like his passion for hockey's there. So it's like, you know, you can, yeah. you can take taking some uh, some crap every now in a while if you know that everybody in the room is fair game too, you know? So, right. Yeah, right. And yeah. you know the intent, what he's trying to do. He's not trying to embarrass you. Good coaches do that. It'll be hard on you, but they're not, they're trying to make their point. And, you know, you probably go after four or five other guys in that room too, for the same thing. You're not the only one. So you just have to be the target that day a little bit. 
I, I was I was fortunate enough to to work with him a few times with USA Hockey Olympics uh, World Championship yeah. stuff, and uh, he was he was awesome and World Cup as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know he's he's so passionate and so I mean you talk about an American like you know yeah. his kid his kids yeah. uh, military, um, but uh, he was he I loved I loved being around him and listening to him and. You're right. It was funny. Like he, those are the dry responses. Yeah. Just right, yeah. right away. Just boom. You know. And, and you know, he skated away with a little smirk on his face. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! Yeah, he sure was. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of playing for uh, for the U.S. team, noobs, I I uh, I didn't realize you were born in Canada. Yeah, a yeah. Sneaky yeah. little tidbit this morning. <laughs> we were talking. I was like, oh, this guy. He's yeah, yeah, a dual citizen. Uh, yeah, I know. My father, my mom, and dad were married in Michigan in Grand Rapids. My father's was Steelcase, which is like office furniture headquarters uh, in, in Grand Rapids, and then I think they have Toronto headquarters. So they spent ten years in Toronto, and uh, and obviously the Leafs are the big, big, big thing in town. So. It's kind of how I uh, got got going at like four years old. Is that's what you did with your kid? You took him right. to the to the rink, right? And yeah. You, you know, you, you kind of threw maybe threw the football around or whatever till the snow started to fly. But you know, that's what you, everybody, all the dads of that age and having young kids, that's they went to the rink and took them to the rink. So that's I have to credit to kind of our start to 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 that those Toronto roots and stuff. So yeah, it does throw people off every once in a while. And you know, so we <laughs> they did have my brother and I in Toronto. I guess that's the point. And. And we're there for, they were there for 10 years. I think we moved to the States when I was five. So okay. pretty well grew up in Michigan, but uh, yeah, that's kind of that little tidbit that you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, so. yeah. Threw me off. Yeah. Just thought, you know, all, all Michigan, you know, just Michigan, Mike. Yeah. Know? I know, right. <laughs> yeah. From age five, age five. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> it, noobs. Speaking of Michigan, uh, obviously your college, your college years, um, you had some really good numbers. I'm not a, a, I don't know a whole lot about college hockey, but your numbers, your your last three years were like, like that's pretty good for college numbers, right? Like you, you don't see a lot of guys with that many points, but I look, I saw your freshman year. Um, what was the difference between your freshman and then going into your sophomore year? Is it ice time or did you play with someone that, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously you were a hell of a hockey player, but it just, there was a huge, like 27 more points your next year yeah. and then more yeah. the next and more your senior year. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, first year kind of, you know, we had some really good players in front of us that were, you know, aging out and they had this, like Denny Felser was a player leading scorer in the country and some more veteran guys that went on to uh, uh, sign pro deals. So you kind of had to wait your turn a little bit. And then college back in the day, the collective bargaining was really like, you didn't grab guys so quickly from college and stuff. They kind of let them go there. And and a lot of guys went the distance. And Red Berenson at the time was very big about, if you're not going to go straight to the NHL, it makes no sense to leave early and go to the American League. That money will be there. Get another year here. We have good teams here. You're going to get better. We compete. You know, we're going to make the national tournament. And every year I was there, we made the, at least the national semifinal. Uh, so you knew we were going to be there. So, but uh, to your point, yeah, kind of being a grocery stick, you know, in my room, it would be the grocery sticks, you know, and, the first year <laughs> and just kind of sit there. And yeah, I had like 15 points the first year. And then the next year, somehow, man, I got on the PP a little bit, and then it was like I think we opened at Ferris State, which is uh, an hour north of Grand Rapids, you know, in Michigan, a, a college there, and they were in our division or in our in the Central Collegiate Hockey Association back in the day. We opened there, and like I killed like had like like a, a goal, a game with two goals, and, and another one with three. Like I had five goals after the first weekend. It was just uh-huh. like, and then it was just like on ah, right, and so you know, coach started playing anymore, and I mean, I think it was third line, but we had a really nice power play. 
uh, going with some veteran guys who play, you know, some real good players that played in the NHL and stuff. And, and so we had a real nice power player, real good. And then, you know, things just kind of started to snowball and kind of, I probably, you know, figured a few things out and figured out how to play and become a better player. And, you know, it's right. always that, uh, you know, you know, you kind of figure your way and, and kind of how it goes. So, yeah. And then I kind of took off and put up good numbers. We had some, we had some really good players, like for my last two years, I mean, you know, like we had Marty Turco come in and that, and I, my Brendan Morrison was my center. We had a real nice NHL career. I mean, we had, uh, you know, first rounders, Aaron Ward was a first round. I mean, we had a bunch of NHL guys go there. So, I mean, it wasn't all my doing, like we had, we had really good players around us and we were a really competitive team, uh, you know, at that point. And, and, and so it was, you know, my numbers were great and stuff like that. And, you know, I had a chance to come out after my junior year, but again, there was that 1994 lockout. So I wasn't yep, really, right. you know, going to spend my senior year in Glens Falls, New York. I just, uh, you know, I stayed back. <laughs> can't in can't blame you. Yeah. yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, you can't blame yeah, That would have been a huge FOMO. That would have been too much FOMO. <laughs> would have been about dying out there. So I just, I waited to do that year and then uh, jumped into the American league and, uh, and, and went off from there. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I was a great experience for me. Became a real scorer there and had some some nice, uh, good numbers there because yeah, and I played with really good players that helped a lot. Yeah, I figured we were. <clears throat> I was uh, me and Riley were talking before you jumped on. I was just like, uh, now I don't know if it's the truth, but like nowadays, like some guys will leave early. Obviously, I mean, you know, there's money there your first round pick but like i saw that you, you know you st- i knew you had stayed for four years because we had spoken about it before but you put up a pretty big damn numbers there for college. Yeah, it's a little, i think it's a much tighter now too those game was probably yeah. looser back then. a little looser uh yeah but uh yeah no it's it's great to have those those hey numbers are they stick with you you know yeah, right. yeah. they yeah, stick man. with you resume certainly yeah. fun to talk about high numbers instead of low <laughs> that's right, <laughs> yeah, right. that's right, <laughs> that's right. And then you were uh, you were able to, like I say, carry that over into your pro career. Two years in Adirondack, I believe your second year was the first of the two cups with with Detroit, and you were part of that. I guess you played nine games or so. Yeah, so like even going back to the American League, like I think I had you know forty points that that first year, and yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be a huge year now. Like if you got a rookie with forty, oh yeah, points, for sure, oh, yeah, man, it's great. You know, I think they were mad at me about that, man. Like that wasn't enough, and then. The next year was going good, and I wanted out. I was wanted out of it. Like like Detroit had sixty two wins, and I wasn't going anywhere. And I let go of my agent, picked up my agent that I end up keeping for the next sixteen years. And and uh, and that that second year, I was like a point per game guy, and no, and I couldn't get any kind of call. But so anyway, then I did, and then so I got up there in uh, that spring of ninety seven. It was Detroit, and Colorado. You remember when like Vernon? Oh yeah. Was Yep. Yeah, that, that was my first NHL game. And so, uh, wow. That was certainly, what the uh, yeah, fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, no, you're like, man, I thought I was out of the American League. It looked like a Friday, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Friday night in Glen Swalls, you know. But um, yeah, that was uh, certainly a uh, really memorable game. And then uh, I didn't send me back. I thought they'd go back after the regular season there and, and, and go back to Adirondack for the playoffs, but they kept me up there. And I, I had to ask my roommate to bring all my stuff up from Glen Swallows, pack up all my stuff and drive it to Detroit for me because I literally had no time to go back and, and drive it. So, you know, uh, you know, that was nice in the day. You know, pack all your stuff. I had Jeep Grand Cherokee, the Packer, and my stereo. And yeah. that was about it. And a big gateway computer. I had a computer. That was, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Gateway. That's about all the things. But, uh, yeah, and then they won in 97 and to be Philly there, incidentally, in uh, in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That that really good Philly team. 
that was what they were underrated or something, right? Didn't they finish like fifth or sixth in the conference or something? I think so. And then you guys seventh or something, but still you made guys the final, right? Yeah. You mopped them up yeah. pretty handily. Yeah. I mean, you guys had a ridiculous team. I mean, I mean, well, even I mean, coach, you should have seen these like uh, nasty these. And if you ever go back, anybody who's a huge hockey fan, man, go check out some of these Detroit, Colorado games, man. They oh, were yeah, nuts. They were unreal. They were nuts, like hockey games. I mean, you have like 12 Hall of Famers playing. You got like it was like beautiful. It was nasty. It was dirty. It was awesome. It was like everything. Like it was just it was man's hockey. Like it was a yes. man's hockey game. I was a black ace, so I wasn't getting in, but that was a man's hockey game. Like, I mean. Yeah, like Wad, Shanahan, and Foot, and you know, like Mike Vernon and goal, and Lister, Meiserman, Sackick. Like, <laughs> right. Like, Unbelievable, man. You know, all the Russian guys we had, you know, and, and like Konstantinov and, and you know, Kozlov, Fatisov, Federer, Larionov. Oh, my God, Larionov. I mean, he started the whole brawl. He and Peter started the whole brawl that first. Uh, That's right. That's that right. Six game, you know, they started the whole thing, that, that, the big incident. They're, I mean, they had. You know, they had guys like they had like Brent Sever, Mike Keane, like yeah, these right. are tough Adam Deadmarsh. Like these are these are like men. Like it was like yeah. this was like you put your big boy pants on, you yeah. out there. Yeah. Like there was there was there was some really, really good hockey and and uh and those games were just battles. So even to get through the semifinal to make the final against Philly, like you you walked into the semifinal, you were limping out, like you were you oh, were yeah. coming out of there, you were pay a price, but it was uh you know, it was just mean. Dog mean. fight. Like, it was, it was insane hockey. So I just had another point on that, but I forgot. But it's, uh, it, it was, by the time you got to the Philly game, you're lucky to be in one piece. Like, face yeah. is all cut up, your shoulders half hanging off. Like, it was just like, it was, you paid a price getting through there. That's for sure. So, yeah. That, and, and it's funny, like, looking back, I remember watching all that. Obviously, I was, I was in hockey at that time and like, it could go either way with those teams. Like you said, so many great players. That's, that was what, you you couldn't even like you just don't know what's gonna happen, right? And like you said, yeah. it just everything in the game, like beautiful, nasty, dirty, yeah. you know. Plays, like, like guys making plays. It was like a power yeah. like you're like you're like if you're on a fan, you're like, Oh my god, this could either this could be a four three game, could be eight one, it could be yeah. twelve fights. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, <laughs> exactly. Gonna like, exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it'd be really exciting to watch. So it was just a really good time in Michigan and Detroit. It was a real interesting time, and like uh, fans are nuts in the state here. It was just real good rivalry for the NHL, which was really yeah, cool. it sure was. How how old was Larry Onoff? He was probably. I bet he was. You know, it's funny. Everyone. So I, was up, I was just up in Traverse City. Like we had a prospect tournament. I was playing golf. With, I happened to play with Eisman. He was in my cart, and uh, and we were talking, kind of talking back in the day. He said he was thirty three, like during all that. And so Larry Off was probably 35 or so, 35, 36, maybe, because he played it for Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Was he, he really? Because <laughs> everyone says he's lied yeah. about his age. You know, yeah, like, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. That used to be like, the thing. Like a Dominican baseball player, right? You yes, know? exactly. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Danny, Danny Del Monte or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, yeah, Little League. I, re- I remember first time I saw him, I was uh, with working with the Flyers with, with my dad at the time. And uh, I got to go on a road trip and my dad goes, how, how old do you think he is? I'm like, I don't know. Like in his twenties. He's like, I think he's about 45, but he says, he's like, you know, like, I'm like, well, what does that matter? You know, like he's still good. 
Yeah. But I, I was just kidding. I just wondered uh, if you if you believed his real age. I didn't realize you were going with that question, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I was being serious. Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. I wonder because uh, yeah. just because people used to say that. Yeah, that that '97 year too. Like, uh, you know, we won. So like three days after, we're like, you know, like we're partying and going golfing and doing the right things. You remember and like getting limos. You remember those guys like Fatisa, yeah. Constantine up and our masseuse. Mm. Uh, were injured in a limousine crash I mean, from a golf outing and they were in my group like I have a picture actually my trainer in Grand Rapids here's our, our equipment guy has it up in his room like it's all of us it's the dog that I in a golf cart and that was and then two hours later they were going home and then we're all catastrophically injured there and so Jeez. the G-Soft made it out uh, you know if you could think of a six passenger limo you know kind of has the bench on the back and then kind of goes down the side and then curves around behind the driver Fatisov was on the right side. He was at a bar there. He kind of had his foot up on the bar, and that saved him from flying forward, I guess. You know? No way. He ended up doing some hip damage, but it was more because uh, you know, his hip was on the bar, but that kept him from from like flying forward where the other two were injured really poor, really badly. You know? So that kind of squashed that. So that Stanley Cup went, whoop. It just yeah. Kind of yeah. In three days, it was just kind of everybody was, you know. You know. And, like, and like you said, you're doing the right thing. You got – yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride, really, like right that's... thing got drivers and nobody's going anywhere, you know, by you know taking care of each other and then that stuff happens anyways. Uh, it's, yeah, you know, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well then the following year you were full time, right? You squeeze yeah, I made the team full time and then you know played probably I don't know, what I played, fifty five games, fifty three games, something like that. And uh, yeah, you know, real good team. You know, again, you know, teams are built different then, you know, it's kinda like you may think of the Flyers are quote unquote old, like these days with Drew and Couturier, they're, what are they, 32 or something like that. But, you know, the whole team was those guys and you're sprinkled with young guys. And now, you know, the young guy, the young core makes your team and yeah. you're kind of sprinkling with some older guys who are, are still going. But uh, it was a tough team to play every day on, you know, quite frankly, you know, winning the Stanley Cup and, and not changing too much roster wise. So it was a tough yeah. team to play every day on. But uh, I learned a lot from, from veteran guys, to, you know, how to be a pro, how, you know, even if you're sitting out, you're not going to suck. You know, you're a young guy. It's part of the process, and and there's good players in front of you. I guess you have two options: to either work harder, or you know, ask for you know, quit and go home. And you're not going to quit and go home, so you're gonna, just going to have to learn to work harder and suck it up and play. And so, um, yeah. And then they went again. They beat Washington in the uh, yeah that's right. in the finals, and I got a few couple games in the playoffs there. I think early as we were healing for some injuries, but uh, again, kind of that role of black ace through there, but. Uh, still an awesome experience yeah um, name's still in the cup had a lot of fun you know a lot of fun those two black cases man we worked hard but we had our fun too so it was good. there you go <laughs> gotta have fun man <laughs> like we're st louis la colorado we're kicking around you know yeah in the finals like uh they got into a thing like joy coaster darren mccarty and those uh, they kind of led a group that was uh um uh their habit was to play golf the day before every match so or before every game they have a golf match the day before oh, cool. uh, you know so washington we get to go play congressional which is the you know where they've held the u.s open and stuff yeah. fabulous course in washington stuff like that so always even though i was a young guy i was always kind of with that group because i had a decent handicap and i could play with those guys. <laughs> yeah yeah right i was say good golfer <laughs> yeah yeah so i could hang with them so it was good like uh, uh those guys were great they're still uh, uh you know still friendly around, still around Detroit, still see them and stuff. And they're always uh, great to be there and great to me now. So, yeah, that's awesome. And talk about like you, you move, you move on to, uh, to, to uh, Boston and what it take you a year, maybe a year and a half, two years to get really going. You get on a line with, uh, with Glenn Murray and Joe Thornton. I think that was really kind of like propped you up to your 30 goal status there. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, like, uh, um, uh, 
took a while, right? So I was there four years and kind of coming through, you know, Mike Keenan. Got a chance. He played me every game, though. I think, he, you know, probably didn't love me as a player, um, but played me every game, which was good. And then Robbie Fitor came in, didn't really love me as a player, nor did he care to play me every game. Uh, kind of found that way. Uh, uh, and so probably by but my third year, you know, I think by my third year there at the beginning of that year, well, you know, the, I think the line that was slated was Sergey Samsonov, who, who was a Calder Cup winner, uh, uh, drafted the same year as Joe. I think Joe went first. I think Sam, uh, Sergey went eighth, something like that. And it was Joe, Sammy, and uh, uh, Glenn Murray. And then Sammy had some wrist problems. He had an injury with his wrist or something like that. And they tried everybody to play with these guys, to play with these two. And finally, it got around to me. And it was probably – I don't know, it was probably toward the end of October, you know, so you think probably seven, eight games, you know, probably went by and stuff. I've scratched a couple of times. So finally you get to me and I don't know, something, something really clicked and something went good. And, and even so, if those guys hadn't scored for two periods, I get, I get the yank. Must be your fault. Must be my fault. They didn't score. This yeah. period. But, uh, so anyway, so then I, I took off of them and all of a sudden, like I had 30 goals, you know, and like, you know, I went from like a career. I had like 15 in New York a year or two earlier to, and then back down to like 10, 12 a year and then popped up to 30. And it was just like, that was just like taking off like a rocket. Like it just went, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, my life started to, my career really started to change. And now, you know, you move from this cluster of players. Now you're associated with these guys. Yeah. Right. I get the benefit of the doubt as a player, you know, you're out there more often, more power play time, you know, you score more goals because you're getting better chances. You're still playing with great players. And, and uh, you know, I can't, like Joel and Glenn are always like, you know, they're, they're the two guys I, I, you know, I play, I was, and even after that, I was lucky to play with great guys in Philly too and stuff like that. But Joel and Glenn were the catalyst of my second half of my career. Cause I was 30 years old. And these right. days at that time I was 30, like these days that would be, you'd be like done. It's getting really young. So yeah. uh, my career really started to take another direction from each 30 up, you know? And so uh, Joel and Glenn were the guys that still to this day, they were the biggest part of that. And, you know, I can't thank those two enough because they extended me uh, another 10 years in the league. You know, they got yeah, me right. on track, you know. And granted, it takes work and luck after that, but but yeah. those two shot me into a different, like, stratosphere as a player. And, you know, that's pretty amazing and took off after that. And I had pretty real nice numbers for the next 10 years after that. Yeah, yeah you did. You did. And it's funny. Uh, one of the coaches I, I forgot to mention, too, is uh, Mike Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah. so I, I know he coached it, I think, one year anyway. Yeah. Uh, and it was so funny. We were in, um, we did a world championship with Sully and, uh, every day we'd go for beers and, and dinner, you know, after we were finished <clears throat> and Brant Berglund, who was the video yeah. coach there. Yeah. Um, so he's there with us and he's the most intense video guy I've ever yeah. met. In my yeah. life. Brant. I mean, yeah. intense dude. And, uh, I always kid around with Adam Patterson, the flyers, uh, video coach. I'd be like, dude, you've never seen anything like this. I'm like, this guy's nuts. Like his <laughs> eyes are like, like, he's a great guy. I love me. We got along really well, but, but he was set. He would set up his video at the world. We're at the world's that we were in, um, we were in Moscow and, uh, he would come in early and I'm like setting the room up. I was pretty particular. You know, I wanted everything to look right for the boys when they walked in and he's in there, he's got his video set up and he literally went to every stall and would sit to make sure you could see, <laughs> what you know his video i'm like Green, looking at yeah, it. Yeah. i thought i was fucking nuts this guy's crazy right and just real intense and he would always show me he'd put these clips together i did a highlight clip i'm like we played one game 
how do you have a highlight clip from the world? <laughs> when, you know, like bust his chops a little bit. But anyway, so we go out uh, the one day and out of the blue, uh, Sully said like he, we'd been, we'd had a few beers and feeling pretty good. And he starts kind of like, he wasn't bad mouthing the Bruins. He was just like, ah, oh, I was so pissed when I was there, you know, like, you know, he was at this time he's with torts. I think, I think he was an assistant with torts. Oh, New York. Yeah. 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 So anyway, long story short, he Brant's sitting there. Now he still works for the Bruins and, and he's not drinking. He, he, had, he wasn't drinking anymore. And so we're kind of laughing and he's like, God, I can't believe we ever got rid of Mikey Knubel. That just fucking, that's just the straw that breaks a camel's back in Boston. I swear to God, I'm dying because you're, you know, like you're with us at the time. I think, yeah, you were. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm laughing. I'm like, Oh dude, he's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah. And we got rid of him. Both. They get rid of him. You know? And, and, and Brad goes, Brad's sitting there and he's like right here. I'm sitting right here. I still work for the Bruins. <laughs> and he's just going off yeah. one of the funniest things ever. Cause Sully's got that loud snipes, voice. Yeah. Hey, he's got that loud voice. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot about you playing for him. He's pretty loud dude. I eh, on the bench. Yeah. Oh, no, he's yeah. just carries. Like, yeah. You know, he's got a kind of a booming voice. And yeah. I, was, I, I always thought it was funny too. Like when he got, came up from Providence, got that job uh, uh, that, uh, you know, now he's like with Teddy Donato and some of his and Marty McKinnis, these are his buddies from like growing up, right? You right. Know, probably, you know, they probably got in a little bit of trouble back in the day with each other, and you know, shared a lot of beer and stuff. And now he's <laughs> now he's uh, coaching these guys. So I always thought that was kind of a funny dynamic. But, uh, right. Yeah, Sully was good, and he's uh, you know everything that's happened in his career is you, know, you can see he was on his way, you know. And so he was probably probably one of the first guys that like you know you played against who was now a coach. You know, when he played in Phoenix kind of during those. Oh, nights. yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, he was like their third or fourth line PK guy and Forgot about real, like, you know, steady player for them. And so it was a guy you played against. And now, son, he was fast tracking up the ladder there and to be a coach. So, uh, yeah, he was good. I mean, we had a really good God, We have a good team. And Brad, I know, I know you're talking about that team. It's like we blew it. We we're up 3-1 in Montreal and blew it in the first round. I mean, we had a really, we had toughness. Like, I think what hurt us was Joe had a quiet, like, rip separation or something. He wasn't 100%. And that ended up screwing us up a little bit but we had a, we had a really really strong veteran hockey team and uh, like a stanley cup worthy team and just messed it up in the first round probably if we had a healthy joe it would have been all right but he tweaked something like in game literally like game 81 or 82 he pulled like a cartilage between his ribs and oh, oh, down and tough now we thought we could get through the first round without him and then it just kind of snowballed but uh yeah no that's uh it was too bad but uh, yeah mike was a real uh uh, good coach to play for, you know. He, was, he, he loved you. He was on his way. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. It's always great to hear that. So that's yeah, awesome. he, he loved you, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think Brant Berglund loved you too, but he didn't yeah, like yeah. what Sully was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah, was Brant. like I was. It was like a sitcom. He's like right here, Sully. Yeah. Right beside you. I, yeah. I still work for him, and he's just <laughs> going off. He, he didn't even hear Brant. But yeah. Brant always looked like he was about ready to fight somebody. It's a video. He, he did. Actually, guy or what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I had him actually, I had told Adam Patterson all about him. Like my time, my two and a half weeks with him. And, and, um, like I said, we got along great. And I said, I told Brandon, I'm like, Hey, you gotta do me a favor. You gotta come down here and knock on the door and say, where's Adam Patterson and act like you're pissed, dude. You should have seen Patty's face. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did it. He did it. And he had yeah. that look. He's like, he's like, oh, man. you didn't get that video. And Adam's like, 
what? What? what, what? And he starts, Brad starts laughing. He's like, nasty. Fuck. He's like, <laughs> I, I embarrassed him a little bit. He was, he, but, uh, Brat was awesome, but he was yeah. an intense video. Oh, yeah. You had him all jacked up on five hour energy. I'm sure. Now I, I didn't have him, but he was intense, dude. I didn't give that man anything. Yeah. yeah. I really didn't. Yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So your time in Philly, I mean, yeah. dude, just an absolute horse, man. Lit yeah. it up. Yeah. And you, you play with a couple good players here yeah. as well. I know. Well, that's what, you know, that's how it works out. You know, that you get pushed with certain guys and, you know, yeah. I think, uh, you know, my first year there to come in and, you know, play with Simone and Peter was a thrill, you know, and it's like, uh, uh, you know, the, the best thing that could ever happen to you. So, Deuce is wild. Yeah, Deuce is wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think Philly had come off. Yeah. I think that, that lockout year where Philly made the semifinal or something. So they felt like they were pretty close. Like Preems yeah. was the uh, captain and yep. he had a really strong year the year before or that lockout year. And it kind of felt like they had a lot of these parts coming in and you Drew and me and a couple of guys, like I think, like who was there? Jeff Sanderson and maybe and Brian Savage, so Turner Stevenson, a few guys. They had a, a couple more pieces and yep. yeah. thought we had and Rat. Oh, they brought Hatch and Ratchy yeah. and rule yep. change and all that stuff. And I, I yeah. like that group, but uh, yeah, I know to come in and play for Hitch and, and get off to a really good start with him, which was great. You know, just right. to be on a good side of, of that side and 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 play with uh, those guys was. Uh, was a big thing and those guys put up points like you did you know sometimes you're worried playing with like guys like that like you're gonna slow them down and that'll be like an off year for them because they played with you like <laughs> just, you know like to have them keep going and stuff there's pressure every night though you know you're oh sure yeah and it doesn't it's not like you ever you know you're playing with those guys you're like man i can't screw it up for these guys man i gotta you know i gotta go so it's like you get wound up in that respect kind of keeps you honest like you don't, wow. you don't get up there and cruise like you know you're like that close yeah. to losing your job all the yeah, time right. So, hey, I think your first year, Gags had 47 goals. Yeah, yeah. So Insane. they just, we just got hot right away, and they were putting up, I think Gaggy had a nice year, and Peter put up a bunch of points. So you're keeping the big dogs happy, and, you know, you get you get the perks a little bit, too. You get the benefits, and you get to, to go along with them. So that was uh, certainly uh, one of my more memorable years, for sure, like coming yeah. to Philly and, and playing with those guys, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. I, I think there's a there's a good fact that people don't know about noobs, and it is if Walk This Way comes on with Run DMC <laughs> yeah. and and Steven Tyler, this guy could has that dance down rigs like nobody's business. He should have actually been in the video to do it with those guys. Yeah. That's his yeah. go to move, and it was amazing. If we the ever heard that, of it, Nass? I don't. I should. Footage. I wish I did, but. I'll tell you what, walk this way. This noobs has it down. The, the irony. So that's funny. So funny you say that. So this weekend we're in Pittsburgh. And so Brian, you remember Brian Smolensky played for. Yeah. yeah. Smoke. So, his, Smoke. Yeah, so his boy Max is on our team. So I got these. So earlier this summer, I got these Stan Smiths, right? Those oh, shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are just white. You people are trying to be like, how are your shoes so, still so white? I'm like, I don't know. You're supposed to keep them white, right? <laughs> so then Smoke. So Smoke had. He walks in, he's got a different kind of Stan Smiths on, and his are glaringly white. So I'm like, Smoke, we're like run DMC. And we yeah. start, I said, no. uh, uh, I said, look at us, walk this yeah. I mean, and there are a couple people that appreciate it, but everybody else standing around, it's like, I, I just, that's ironic you just brought that up. It's like, the kids up. Know. 
I just said that this weekend, like literally three days ago. I said, oh, look at us, run DMC right here. That's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. I used to love that. Like we, we, if we got to get out as a team and have some beers, we, I'd always get news. We'd do it yeah. together a little that's bit. Yeah. That's the extent of my dancing right there. Yeah, the that was his move. That was his go-to. <laughs> Uh, so after after Philly, um, it was so weird getting to getting to work with you for those years, and you you go to Washington. Talk about weird. Like we've talked about this with a few other people. I mean, because that was pretty pretty good rivalry with the Flyers, and all of a sudden, big you know big twenty twos on the other side. You're like, damn, you know, like this kind of weird. And you throw up thirty G's, kind of shove it up our hoop a few <laughs> times, I think. Uh, but uh, what what was it like playing in Washington? Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, going back to that, I mean, it was, you know, Homer was in a tough spot. I think, uh, you know, I was coming down, I was around that spring because the kids were in school and the cap was tightening up. And I think he had a, he had to get uh, carts and Richie signed, which of course you've got to get, you know, I'm 30, whatever I was, 35, 36, 37, whatever I was. And those are your, you know, your, your core guys, you got to get done. So kind of was like the writing was on the wall. If you want to take less money, you know, and I was kind of like, well, I don't know if I'm in that spot right now or if I, I can do a little bit, but I'm not going to just, you know, sell my soul here. And right. you know, I get that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we actually had a, a wedding in Long Island kind of toward the end of that spring. Uh, and, and then they, uh, you know, they, they, they made that huge move to get uh, Pronger. And I was kind of like, I looked at my wife and we're out on Long Island at a wedding. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that, that was like June, like June 25th or whatever. I'm like, I guess, I guess that, that ends that, you know? And so they had spent a lot of money to get uh, Chris in there, which rightfully so they had a chance to get Chris Pronger. You're going to go get Chris Pronger. Right. So, you know, and so, uh, and so that was the end of that, but, uh, you know, there was a case of not wanting to leave it just, you know, that's where the cap and right. decisions that get made. So, uh, to go down to Washington. It was still, it was still a really good experience down there. I think we really enjoyed ourselves. Our kid, you know, like uh, we made, a, you know, lifelong friends in Philly and we still stay in contact with people in Hatfield, New Jersey all the time. Right. I was just out there this summer. We were just out visiting for a while this summer. So it's a, it, it, it's a special place for us. And a lot of, would have stayed in South Jersey if we didn't have as much family back here. We would have no problem uh, uh, leaving the kids in Haddonfield and growing up there. So it was, it was a really yeah. good spot. But, uh, you know, moving out of Washington, it was, you know, a chance to play with, uh, you know, kind of be the older guy and be a veteran guy. And they gave me a good chance down there and play with OV and Nick Backstrom and, wow. you know, Johnny Carlson and Mike Green. And, and uh, you know, we, I think my first year down there, we won the President's Trophy. Right. And, uh, and that was the year that Bush uh, got you guys in, got Philly in, right? Last second. Yep. Right? That, yep. that's the year yep. guys, I think you went to the finals, right? We went to the finals. So, yeah. Yeah. So we, had, we were on the President's Trophy and, they added Arnott's, Jason Arnott's, and Scott Walker. And, That's right. You know, we were yeah. big and we were tough and we were heavy and we had enough. And and again, Montreal, 3-1 lead on Montreal. I was thinking Montreal got us again, you know, and, and after having a real good team and uh, uh, that year. And then uh, we had a couple of good years after that. But that was the year that Philly went to the finals. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it funny. Like, it ended, it ended up jealous there. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that year, it's funny. Uh, you guys got upset, like you said, and, it ended up being seven versus eight to go to the Stanley Cup final, yeah. the seeding wise. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. crazy how, you know, you just got to get in, right? That's what yeah. you just yeah. got to get yeah, in. Guys, right? I mean, that Philly team was a testament to that. I mean, yeah. was it, a, uh, it was like a shootout last day. Or yeah, something. Was, last game of the yeah. season. Whoever yeah. won made it. Yeah. Whoever won. Yeah, I think we were going to have like a little party, a little team event down by the water in Georgetown. And Meg and I were home and I was just kind of finishing changing, getting ready. We played an afternoon game. We were going to go out that night. And I remember sitting on like a, a stool, like a, you know, Ottoman or whatever, watching the end. I'm like, hang on, hang on, we got to see this, you know? And it was like, you guys had played later in the afternoon or something. And it was, uh, 
to see you guys slide in that way it was pretty uh, yeah pretty neat you know and then to see you guys in the finals is obviously of course you're, you're jealous of that and, and yeah and uh you know see your core guys but you're happy for guys too even yeah even years later i leave in washington they won you know yeah. you i know, know right the seven or eight guys that you played with you know you're happy for them you're kind of you know of course you're, you're you're mad you couldn't do it while you're there but you knew yeah. uh, they were going to get there eventually and you're just not you just got a little bit upset you weren't part of the part of the uh, puzzle there but yeah, I always uh, – I've said this a few times. I think – I don't think Nick Backstrom gets enough credit, man. Yeah. I think that guy's yeah. an unbelievable hockey player, man. I mean, obviously, he's unbelievable, but, like, I don't think he gets enough credit. I think that guy's just a sick player. Yeah, Mike Richards said the same thing. Richie got to play with them there yeah. uh, his last year, and he was like, yeah. dude, this guy's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's – the guys you're playing with, and I mean, if you're on the bench, you're covering the team, or you're, you know, you're on the bench for equipment, you know, do equipment. You see them, you know, after you've seen them 20 games in your career, you're like, oh man, God, that guy's good, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he sticks it to us again, you know, like, uh, right. he's, yeah, and that's kind of perfect Swedish guy, right? So that's how Swedes operate, where they kind of, very content to just kind of be, be one step behind uh, in the background and, yeah. and, and, and do their business, you know, and, yeah. you know. GMs everywhere, you know, are like, oh, that's my guy, you know, that guy, you know, there's always somebody that's stirring the drink, you know, that quietly stirs the drink. And it's, you know, it tends to be in Washington's been Nick Backstrom. Oh, he gets all the. Yeah, stuff, right. All the you know, there's no Batman without Robin there, you know, so. That's true. Right, yeah. it's true. What a, what a I mean, luck, I, what luck I, in their drafting that they've got those two guys like. Yeah. Boom, boom. And same with, you know, same with, you can say the same with Pitt, same with Chicago. Yeah. yeah. One, two punch, you know. Being bad at the right time when you get a generational player is yeah, that's so it's, true. That's so true. It's an awesome thing. Change your whole organization up. Yeah. Eh? yeah. How was it standing in front of that net? You always you owned that area, but having Ovi, it's Clapper coming at you. Yeah, you know, you never got the Widowmaker. You know, the one that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, geez, you know, it's just kind yeah, of yeah, always ready to eat one, I guess. But Oof. you know, it you know, it takes the nerve, and I guess I don't know. It's just you feel like if you start losing the nerve, but I always. You know, I, I probably had myself scared into not being there because, you know, you just, you know, you know how fast things can go sideways in your career and not yeah. and, and disappear uh, really fast. And so uh, I felt that's where my bread was buttered and I felt I had a little niche there and yeah, I got sure. uh, I got my chance, my opportunity to do that. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I guess you find a way to survive, you know, and, and there's Oof. different ways to play stay in the game. And that was my way. And um you know, broke my jaw once from uh, Eric Fair in Washington on a stupid angle, a puck he shouldn't have even thought about shooting. <laughs> sideways, right? Breaks my jaw and like got oh. a plate in here and like, you know, so oh, it, I guess God. that was a good one, but that was just a wrist there, you know. I never got one of those like clappers up the middle that skips off somebody's stick around yeah. the spot. Oh, and you God. can just see it coming. All you can do is close your eyes and it hits you. You know, you think of the guys who play with coaches named Johnny Stevens and oh, yeah. Danny, yeah. Biles, Danny Biles was another guy I know, and they've gotten those hard ones right around yeah, right the, in the eye. orbital. And it's, uh, yeah, I was there when Johnny got his. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're always kind of like, but it's just the, the nature of the business and you got to have that nerve and got to be able to look that into the eye a little bit and, yeah. and hope that, you know, kind of keep your fingers crossed. My wife didn't like that, that attitude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't really care for that, that approach to the game, but I'm like, well, that's kind of how it's got to be. Paying the bills. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> it's funny. Like in, in, uh, in Philly on the bench where I would stand, I'm like directly behind Ovi because oh, he's on that side of the ice. Right. right. And I just, I, I think I've said this before. Like I remember, 
watching our defenseman, Nick Schultz in particular, yeah. always coming out and like this. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it, man. Like, and, and, and he lets that thing go. Sometimes you don't know till you see the water bottle go flying up. If it goes in or you hear ping off the, yeah. you know, off the glass. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah. it's, whew, it takes well, those while. guys, those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to get in the way I'm trying to get kind of out of the way. And then, and then when you do practice with Ovi, you kind of get the idea after the first couple of weeks, like he's not sure where this thing's going all the time. Richie said the same thing. He's just trying to rip the cover yeah, off. Yeah, as hard as he can like, around the horn there. It's almost like where this thing's going all the time. It's, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, in a game situation, he's going, you know, there's no no mercy. You know, in practice, he lay off and keep her down. Okay. You know, but even hard ones low, if they skip hit top of the skate boot or top of the stick, they, they, they come up quick and, you know, you're going to eat one. And that's just it's going to leave a mark. Yes, that one's going to sting. It'll sting, you know. But that was kind of too, I knew uh, – you always kind of, if you're a net front guy or a guy hanging around the net, you knew you were in the right spot. You start getting bruised up a little bit, and that's kind of your, you wear those marks. You're like, okay, I was in the right spot. You know, you're driving home or whatever. She shot, yeah. my leg hurts, you know, and you're like, <laughs> well, I guess I was in the right spot, you know, a little bit. The adrenaline comes down. Now, you know, you roll into bed, right, Coats, and you're starting to feel it a little bit more because you're calming down, and you're starting to be like, oh, I don't feel so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, adrenaline's uh, out. You know, you're kind of, you know, like, oh, that one stings a little more than I would have thought or, you know, right, so but, uh, you know, that's, that's, again, you, you have the nerve and that's kind of when you're in the, the moment of your career and that's like all bets are off and you're like, whether you got kids, whether you're old, young, like this, if you lose that nerve, then it's, you know, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like poor Simone Biles went through a little bit this, this summer, like just kind of losing that little edge, that little nerve. And then it starts to get a little bit more difficult to get around the front of the net. You start to think a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah and that's usually when you get hurt, right? Yeah. Playing cautious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. But he did a hell of a job there over yeah over a thousand games and jeez great career man yeah well, man. yeah sixteen like, seasons got, it's... yeah got me uh, yeah you, have, you hope you can find a niche whatever it is as a player like find something that you, everybody thinks you're good at and, and try and then run with that you know and just try to keep uh, keep that going right it as long as you can right so that's just, it career's a wet towel I tell these young guys I say your career's a wet towel and you sit there and you ring it and you ring it and you ring it. And you try and get everything you can out of it because it yeah. won't last forever. And so it's that's right. Good analogy. Go and you go. Yep. You bring it when the towel's dry, then and that's it. You know? That's it. So that's the way it's going to be. So just keep bringing. But um, right on, you were able to play a long time, man, and you're an unbelievable pro. You're you're such a fun guy to be around, and you always treated us like so well. And just just a good just a good man. So I'm not yeah. going to pump your tires anymore. I'm pro, yeah. <laughs> But for real, no, for real, like seriously, great pro and just a good dude. We have lots of, I mean, it's funny. I've run run into guys uh, who were in Washington, who's in Philly. There'll be older guys in the American League now, and they're like, oh, I was a call up in Philly or wherever. And, and, you know, I was injured, or it'd be like a guy who's down there and injured. And, oh, you you sat and talked to me. And, like, you know, I was just strolling for the training room, just say hi, shake out, you know, put out your hand, shake their hand. You know, Matt Ford was our captain. All right. Yeah here in Grand Rapids and he came up through Washington. He was a young guy and injured it, injured in Hershey or whatever, came up and they were trying to take care of him for a couple of days and watch to get a good look at him. And, you know, just rolling through the room he stopped and say, hi, I forget. There was somebody who did that in Philly right here. Just came through Grand Rapids. Just, just maybe. Tristan Grant, maybe you play with T-Bird. Oh, Grant was here. Yeah. No, Grant was here. Grant, I still here at Grand Rapids. You know? yeah, T-Bird. Yeah, T-Bird. yeah. Yeah. But just little things like that. And it's, uh, you know, you forget and it comes back around. So it's like, you know, just, 
being good to young guys because you were a young guy. And it meant a lot of me when I was a young guy that the right. older guys would talk to me. Yeah. And that became the guys that you wanted to be. You know, I wanted to play long enough so my kid could run around the locker room. and They could, yes. you know, grab a stick out of the trash and whack a tape ball around with uh, so-and-so and guys mess with them. Yeah, right. Stuff so like beautiful. that. So you kind of remember that stuff on the way up. And, you know, you'll be – you know, you're, you might be up on top of that ladder, but you'll be on your way down soon enough. And it's, you know, so it's true. Just, you know, good, they'll say hi to the young guys and shoot, shoot and breeze with them for a couple of minutes, ask about them, where'd you come from? You know, what are you doing here? And hope you feel better. And even if it's a couple of minutes, it's right. You know, it's big. When it means you're a lot. Oh yeah. It means uh, a lot for sure. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I hope, I hope players realize that these days, you know, the, you know, like, uh, you know, guys have been around man. it's stop and just, Sit down, even at those team, you know, those lunches in the in the room, yeah. you know, you can just grab a plate and plop down and you're just, you know, eating lunch for two minutes on your way out. Just shoot the shoot the breeze with a kid and, you know, just ask a couple questions and, you know, it's, they remember that stuff and it's good because the guys did it to us on the way up. You got to return. Right. Here, you know? So, I don't know. That's kind of my take on it. So Yeah, it's, it's meaningful. Very yeah, meaningful. Very meaningful. Yeah, treating, treating your staff right and being good. Players are pretty good to their staff. But some can be demanding, you know, for not having – much clout they certainly act like they do sometimes <laughs> forget that you're working Couple times yeah. they don't work for you they're, you're, yeah, you're right. part yeah. of your team so yeah yeah so, that's awesome but i appreciate those words though Nancy. it's always good yeah of course man good. that's the truth it's the truth not just yeah yeah you're always a fun guy to be around and just just a constant pro and treated as well thank you i appreciate, appreciate it yeah. glad yeah. glad i was yeah. able to work with you man yeah awesome we really appreciate your time today man. yeah absolutely nice gotta, to connect. You, make sure you say what's up to my boy dog your equipment oh yeah, there. yeah that's oh, my yeah. boy love him yeah, d-o-double-g yeah oh, d-o-double. <laughs> the d-o-double yeah yeah he's still uh he's still kicking and still going oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. love that guy how long is his beard has he shaved that thing down yet Cleaned it up though a training camp a rookie camp last week oh. right, like i said man you got that you got a tight so it used to be like out like this more yeah now it's a little more like this Okay. okay. Street line. So he's okay. going, he's, he is, he's going good, man. He's still, uh, he likes to pack, you know, he's always got, he likes to pack, you know, he's got a, a sealed <laughs> permit, loves to, <laughs> big, uh, yeah, he loves to, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff he's, like that. Big softball player in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he's going to be a uh, dog, the bounty hunter, the new one after he's done with the equipment. He looks like he looks like the toughest <laughs> guy, and then and then you talk to him, you're like, "Hey, nasty!" He's got kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Ross, he's a big dude. He's just a, just a yeah. big big teddy bear, man. Just the greatest kind of, guy. Kind of Harley too, like he's got a Harley. So when he rolls in, and he's got that little bucket on, he's got the beard. He looks like a full on biker. Guy. Yeah. Oh man, you're like that's an hombre. I'm not messing with you. Know? Yeah, like, and then he goes, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, great. He's been here. Beautiful. 25 years. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy when you guys won that he was able to, to, to win. That was awesome. That's great. Yeah. He's a real good person. Like he, uh, he is, he has a good BS meter on the young guys. Like he figures them out pretty quick and yeah, it's real good with people in the stands and lifelong fans here and stuff. He's, oh, that's awesome. he's a good people person for yes, sure. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. awesome. Well, appreciate it. Noobs You're back to the uh, empty nest there and, like a good old guy <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great uh, gotta do it for you and you guys have practice today or did you already have it no oh, i well they're up in uh they're up in traverse city still uh, oh, uh, oh okay uh, so, like i come home for a little bit like i said i was in pittsburgh and then uh, i think they might have some exhibition like right here i oh, know they're still in 
Travers for another day or two, then they'll break and go to Detroit. I may hook up with them there, but sometimes I like my freedom too much. So, but yeah, yeah. I don't I can't blame you. you they'll be back here like early part of October. They'll be back in Grand Rapids. Okay. Then we get going. We get going a little bit more in October here. So, yeah. all right. There you go. Well, good luck. Good luck this yeah, year. Yeah, well, enjoy. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks. I really appreciate having me on my show, man. I was listening in April. Uh, April, May, listening to some of your broadcasts. So it was great. I, I appreciate you guys getting me on. Oh, no, that's yeah, great. Man. Appreciate you. Thank you, brother. All right. Hit us up if you're ever in uh, Haddonfield yes. or Philly yes. area, man. Yeah, Please. absolutely. Absolutely will. We'll get All you right. in the studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I'd love to, yeah. Digs. <laughs> it's my garage. <laughs> <laughs> it's my garage. <laughs> Smoke and we mirror, call it baby. the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, my man. All right. Take care. Thanks, noobs. All right. That episode was brought to you by SettleMyerSkateSharpening.com. For all your hockey needs and the best grind in southern part of New Jersey, visit SettleMyerSkateSharpening.com or at Nasty's Pad and BodyCheckWellness.com for all your CBD, functional mushroom supplements. Check us out at BodyCheckWellness.com. And a big thank you to number 22. Yes. Mike Knubel hopping on with us. Awesome. Just to reconnect with noobs. Yeah, sure so is, I'm at man. the golf tournament this, uh, this summer, but uh, great to actually talk with him at length and see how he's doing. Yeah, he's looking, man. He's doing well. He does. He's he looks good. He yeah, looks good. Does, man. Really good. He's yeah. golfing all the time. He's trying to act like he's so busy. <laughs> yeah. You know, a guy just came off the links or his head. He looked like he just came off the links. There. He did. He did. Fresh white golf tee. And- oh, just crispy. Yeah. But yeah, what a what a what a guy! Uh, he was a he was a great teammate, hell of a career. Yeah, harder play a thousand games in the NHL and, and do some grunt work around the net like Noobs did. I mean, Whew. you know his body. I, I should have said something about just the beating he used to take because like he played like he was saying it was a men's game. It was a man's game. Yeah, like the beatings he go. Oh God, he used to take in front, but he stood there and did it. He was he was. He's a hell of a player. Yeah, no doubt. One of the best around the net, for sure. I was – I was to pay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he, he paid, I mean – He paid the big bucks. Yeah, he did. And and to play that long. Yeah, right. You know, like he, he, seasons he, a lot. That's that's a long time, no man. Four full seasons of college. I mean, four years of college and then played that long. That's that's pretty impressive. And, and you know what surprised me about it as we were – you and I were talking – like all the coaches he played for, yeah. man, he played for a lot of like yeah, big name coaches, old school man. heavy hitters, old yeah. school. Yeah. Old school. Um, that, that's pretty cool. I never realized that, you know, I guess, I guess when I was working and, and, you know, with guys I never really thought of something like that, you yeah, know, you don't pay a whole lot of attention kind of in really, the moment. Yeah. You don't really just know who your coach is and, but good grief, looking at all those names, Hitch and, you know, Pat Burns, Bowman, yeah, right. uh, John Muckler, man, I would have thought he was he was a bit of a nutball. He seemed like yeah. it in uh, when he was in Buffalo. When I remember when I first got the <laughs> right. league, there were just rodeos every night. They had Brad May, Rob yeah, Ray, right. you know, Barnaby running around like an absolute yeah, donkey, exactly. which I loved. Yeah. I loved, you know, fighting Eric. I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's got <laughs> there's something wrong with this dude <laughs> fighting Big E and laughing and smiling, getting uh. just absolutely pummeled. Um but uh, yeah, Keenan. I wasn't even thinking about Keenan in Boston. Jeez, yep. he had some heavy hitters, man, and Fatoric too, as well. 
So it was cool to catch up with him and, and hear some of his stuff. I wish we could have got him to do his little dance. But yeah, right. Next time. Next time. A hell of a career, you know, and interesting, too, when you, you start your, your pro career. And, well, you got credit for, well, one Stanley Cup, but he was involved in two Stanley Cups right out of the right. gate in your pro hockey career. And then you exactly. usually it's the other way around when you're chasing it from behind and, you know, looking towards, you know your career into chasing a Stanley cup, but yeah. uh, funny how that works. But uh, anyways, he, he got one. Uh, he, sure did. And he was part a big part of that team, yep. you know, in a, in a, in a more of a role playing type of role, but uh, nonetheless, he got a Stanley cup and part of two teams there. So pretty amazing props on him and, and yeah. uh, appreciate him coming out and, and yeah. uh, talking with us. Cause I know, uh, I know he's busy. I know he's busy yeah. with. That's cool, man. Him. It's, he's such a, he's such a smart, Smart guy. And obviously, really you can tell by the way he played the game. He was, uh, like we said, he was a true pro. But they, you know, I hope they realize what they've got there with him. You know, I know it's an assistant, and it's kind of a part time thing. But man, he's he's got a lot of knowledge. And oh yeah, and, uh, and he's a really good communicator. He's he one of those is. guys I remember looking back at, like, you know, Noobs is just like, you know, just a, a regular guy that loves yeah. hockey. That you know, that just like. Was I say pretty prim and proper? Like you know, he liked to goof yeah. off and, and laugh, but like you know, he was a pretty simple guy. Yeah. But lots to offer, you know, the young, the young, you know, up and coming yeah. talent because there's there's so much, there's just so much you know, unnecessary energy around a lot of those players in those situations that I think you know, Noobs is a pretty humbling guy that you yeah. know could just have an honest conversation and put these, bring these guys back down earth a little bit, you know, and exactly uh, in a very simple, in a simple way. So yeah, he's got sure. that knack. He does. He's awesome. Right on Nass. Well, right, that wraps brother. up episode 42. Thanks noobs for hopping on. Newbie noobs. Check us out next week for episode 43. Until then, stay safe. Knuckleheads. See you. Knuckleheads. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.